Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Doc Herbert, and our game master is John Hook. This is episode seven. Our recap will be given by me as my character, Dr. Dino Saladin. So, without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Good evening, children of the eternal magnetic time-space continuum. May the light of God fill you with peace and hope. Light leads to light, darkness to darkness. Though we try to shine, we are moving into a time of troubles. Jupiter is in retrograde, as are the sun and the moon, which explains why so many strange things are befalling us. Undying monsters walk amongst us, devouring our departed loved ones. Men commit atrocities against the animal kingdom, and Gaia is not pleased. Her song has turned to cries of anguish and revenge. Her little ones multiply and seek out whom they may infect. And elsewhere, men with great scopes try to uncover cosmological mysteries and record them in their blasphemous notebooks. Dark are the times. Now there have come to us rumors of strange new planets that bend the inner worlds to their gravity and pervert the orbits of the celestial spheres. The spider spins her web, and the world of dreams and the waking world are drawing together. Now know this, that I myself will travel into the dreamlands and see what is there. Angels and archangels and multi-winged seraphim may walk there unimpeded, and we may speak with them and learn much. I travel there before you as a seeker of knowledge, and I will return as your guide. Many have seen new life, and many more have seen death. When the light of the soul fades and the body returns to the earth, but there are other connections and other realms that need to be explored. Children of the earth, heed my warning, the long, spindly, multi-jointed legs of revenge are near at hand. They step to and fro, in and out, spinning their traps. Do your best to avoid them. The only thing you can do is to keep a wary eye open. Keep your attention bright, and do not lose hope that we will find our way back into the light. May the magnetic blessings of Mother Earth and Father Sky be upon you. All right, thank you, Tom. Uh, so let's uh, let's go back. You guys are uh, recovering after your uh, exploits at uh, Philip Baxter's home, which is now has now been utterly destroyed by fire, a controlled fire by the, uh, by the, by the fire station and the police. Uh, and you have uh, collected uh, a box of vials, um, a draft prepared by, uh, by Father Baxter, uh, Philip's uh, older brother. 
Um, and, and basically he uh, talked about how these, uh, uh, this special uh, agent that he had uh, created uh, is, it just helps with sleep, right? So there's a, there is a, uh, like a meditation that he kind of, uh, you know, uh, taught you. And so uh, the instructions are you take the entire thing. So you've got how many, is it 10 or a dozen? How many do you have? It was 10 vials. 10, 10, 10 vials. vials. And one went to the university, I believe. One did go to the university. Um, so the uh, to use it, you, you take the whole thing, you prepare for sleep, you know, have a silent meditation as you as you drift off to sleep and then that will uh, enhance your ability to have like lucid dreaming is is what the father uh said and and then you know that will help with uh you know being able to explore your dreams and that kind of thing at least that's what he was doing for his brother and yet his uh his brother was uh, according to uh, Myron, torn limb from limb by something. There's a spirit. There may be some danger here. I'm willing to go. I have some experience with dreaming, but who else wants to go? There's no uh, addictive additives to this? According to... ...said that it was just botanicals. Yep. Should be entirely harmless. Hey. I would happily take the dip. <laughs> well, my 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 worries, gentlemen, is that uh, Zeno and uh, Zebedee by association are probably not the most how would I say impartial parties to be exploring some kind of dreams. Uh, I I think it would be best if somebody like myself also took it, just so we have like. I don't know, an actual baseline to compare it to? Agreed. A measured approach. Imagination. Uh, your misplaced object objectivity, yes, might come in handy. Yes, the, the three of us. The three of us can try, yeah. It would be good to have different perspectives in, in this. And that leaves Cuthbert and I to keep an eye on you while you're uh, under the influence in case it has some um, untoward, you know, psychoactive, whatever. And anyone goes into convulsions. Well, we don't have an antidote, but you said that it was just herbs. Yeah, I, the report from the lab says that uh, it couldn't possibly have been involved in Baxter's death. So, and, and it's not anything that he would consider potentially harmful. Well, you know, Cornelius and uh, Myron, you're going to have to sleep tonight at some point. And so don't you, I mean, we could we could all take it. Don't you have, you have servants, don't you, Dexter? Who could watch? Normally, we don't have anybody in the house overnight. Uh, my housekeep, my cook is purely a day worker. My housekeeper also goes home, but I could arrange to have someone in. I doubt that it's going to be helpful. I will place a call to my uh, my uh, general physician to uh, to uh, call me at this number if that's okay in the morning, just to check in. Yes, the phone ringing should wake us up. 
and if uh, and if there's no response, then uh, it, would it be okay, Myron, to, to have him swing on by the house? No, oh, certainly. Uh, I, you know, the housekeeper comes to prepare coffee and breakfast as well. So I could help, I could ask her to bring her husband. Perfect. I mean, it's a, it's a Sunday, uh, people are free, will be a Sunday in the morning, I trust. We hope. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just afraid my uh, I'm going to have nightmares from, from that horrific experience. Uh, still, skin crawls with the... Yes. It's all a part of nature. I, I feel, I feel you, Cuthbert. It's just like a time in the war that, a, that shook us to the core and now, now this. Ugh. I, I dare say that spiders the size of tennis rackets in Providence is not all a part of nature. Well, I think that they must have come here from somewhere else. Um, they could have come from the, the, the coconuts. The coconuts. Yeah. There was, was there not a desiccated rat? Perhaps one of its first victims. Some kind of tropical spider. Although I, I had no look at the, these bites itself, but I'm aware well, of such large. There are some very large tarantulas. Yes. Yeah, they they could in fairy grow <laughs> as big as the one, <laughs> uh, especially outside uh, of their native extent. Outside of their native uh, habitat, they might grow much larger. Uh, true, but maybe Baxter used to have a lot of rats in the cellar that they were consuming. There could have been an egg case and a whole bunch of them hatched. Or he just had pet spiders. <laughs> no, we saw not, no evidence that he had pet spiders. Yes, I know, Zena. <laughs> there's no mention. Very in the... tiny leashes. <laughs> there, there's no mention in the, uh, in the morning paper. Oh, I it, imagine they'd keep that hushed up. Okay, well, just it would be interesting I mean, to see if it's mentioned. If there's at least the fire mentioned, it would just say an accident. Well, we'll sure. have to wait till morning. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the fire should be. Yes. Well, is, right. is it is it evening? Is it late evening? Or... Yes. All right. Well, give me one of those files. Yes. We also just so, sleep in the living room. Uh, yeah, we can. Uh... I, uh, we can a couple of us can ha uh, bring in a, a couch from the uh, front room, so we can all recline comfortably. We'll uh, set a nice fire, since presumably while we're napping we won't be attentive to it. Uh, and you say there's some kind of um, ritual preparation. Yes. No, Is there any is this requirements for that? Was this? You both spoke at the same time. Uh, uh, these, these ritual preparations, are these your own Zeno or did they come from the priest? I don't actually remember. Did they come from uh, the priest? Yeah, the priest uh, gave instructions uh, and it's it's nothing uh, too ritualistic. It's, uh, you know, take the vial, practice deep breathing, you know, 
center your, your focus and uh, try to calm uh, and, and still your thoughts and just kind of focus on a, on just, you know, like one, one central thought and use that as your guidance to, uh, to pull yourself into a, a deep level of sleep. Yes. Meditation. So I'll sit over here. Right. So the five of you prepare, uh, you get comfortable, you've, you know, brought in that couch, the, the fire is keeping everyone warm. Uh, everyone has had, you know, uh, maybe even some, some warm milk to drink or something just to kind of, you know, set yourself up. And, uh, and I take it everyone will have and consume a draft of the uh, sleeping vial. And just before we do that, I'm going to reach into my robes and I'm going to pull out some incense and throw it into the fire. Mm. All right. Smells like chai tea now. Okay. Uh, so to take us into dreaming, um, Dr. Zeno, describe what a typical dream would be like for you as you as you drift off and and begin to slumber well i uh concentrate on the darkness itself i feel like i'm slowly drifting downwards deeper and deeper and deeper into a kind of cavernous area and uh out into the light the, the daylight of uh the dream, whatever it may be. And if this was a normal evening, what kind of dream would you be having? Mm. Probably something peaceful, walking about. Um, not in the city. The city's too dark. Um, Green fields, beautiful trees, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so as you as you are drifting off to sleep, you find yourself in a in a green field, uh, beautiful trees. There's a, a low stone wall running along and you know rolling up over the hill, um, and you find yourself on a on a footpath. Um, and as you're just kind of following this path, you can, you can hear birds off in the distance flitting about. And as you crest the hill and come over the top of the hill, the footpath uh, continues ahead before you, but standing in on the footpath, barring your way is a wooden door with a door frame a door jam but it's just standing freestanding there mm. in in the path completely out of place i'll uh i'll walk around it first to see if it's okay. just flat yeah it's a freestanding flat door with a door jam door knobs on both sides six panel wooden door 
and then back onto the side that I was on. I'll try the door and see if it opens. And it easily, the brass knob turns and it swings inward. And as it swings inward, it's very dark through the portal and you see a, a stairwell descending down into the darkness. I'll go down. As you begin to descend the stairwell, you soon become aware that the darkness has pressed in around you to where you, you can't even see that your hand before you, yet you still have visibility of the steps that are before you. And as the darkness pushes in on you, silence pushes in on you as well. Your vision gets a little fuzzy and things have, um, uh, there's a tone in the air. It's uh, uh, very similar to maybe being underwater and you're having a hard time uh, hearing things that are going on. You continue to walk down this very long and winding stairwell uh, that seems to go on and on until finally there, there seems to be a spark of light up ahead down below you. As you start approaching that spark of light, um, your vision is returning to where you can actually see yourself again, where, you know, before, try as you might, you couldn't even see yourself, yet the stairs were still visible. You could always see two to three steps ahead of you. Now that you've come into this cavern, and the cavern is illuminated by a pillar of fire. There's a column of fire from floor to ceiling. And it just is a rushing ribbon of fire. And now that you've kind of come into this chamber, you can you have visibility of yourself again. And uh, you were you're now whatever it is that you were wearing in your dream beforehand has been replaced by a very plain, uh, rough, uh, cotton, uh, off-white, kind of almost like a, a pale yellow robe, very much like a toga. And, uh, and as, you're, as you're wearing this and, and looking at yourself, two figures come out from, from the opposite side of the cavern. They, they, were, they must have been beyond the column of flame and it's, it's brightness, like looking into the sun was preventing you from seeing them on the other side. But as they've walked around on either side, they, they come around and then they, they come together. So now they're standing before you with the column of fire behind them. And, uh, and so their faces are, are, are in deep shadow because the, of the super bright light source that's behind them. They're saying something, but you can't really make it out because the words that they're saying has that muffled sound effect of like being underwater. Mm -hmm. And so you can tell from hand gestures that the left one is speaking then the right one is speaking. And then the left one is speaking. And then they seem to confer with each other. And then the left one has a hand out towards you and then gestures with the other hand. And he, he seems to be guiding you. I'll go with him. 
nearby is a cavern wall and there's an arch in the wall. And as he steps up to the arch, he gestures to the arch and you see more stairs descending into darkness. Right. Um, and I look back up at him for confirmation. Do I go there? He, he, again, even this close to him, you can't make out his features, but he just simply nods his head and, 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 you know, gestures an arm towards the, uh, the dark archway. And I, I can, I continue down the stairs. Okay. You begin descending another dark and oppressive, uh, uh, stairwell darkness and silence press in upon you again you lose sight of yourself again you can still only see even in this pitch black darkness you can still just see two three steps ahead of you you keep walking to the point where you feel like this is folly and madness where where does this lead and then just as you're ready to to give up on this stairwell because it, it 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 seems to be going into the abyss of infinity there's another light ahead and as you slowly approach this light you're finally able to start seeing more of yourself again and your attire has changed once again um you seem to be wearing uh, what looks like uh, very rudimentary, uh, homemade uh, cotton clothing, stitched and sewn together. Uh, you know the the clear evidence that sleeves are added to uh, to a vest with no sleeves. So it's got the stitching right there at the shoulder. Um, you know, three, four buttons, large buttons. You know, uh, uh, drawstring uh, breeches. Uh, and then uh, leathered boots that are laced up, uh, almost up to your knee. Um, but very simple, almost peasant clothing, okay? Um, you yourself uh, have a, a, a large floppy hat with a large feather in it. And as the light, as you get closer to the light, you can see the light is another door. But this one, it looks uh, smooth, and the door itself seems to be illuminating with light. And the handle is also this glowing gold handle. I look behind me up, up the steps, and uh, I reach for the door handle, and I open it. Okay. Uh, touching the door handle, it doesn't even really open. It just seems to like almost not explode, but it just, the, the whiteness of the light that the door is illuminating seems to brighten to the point where it forces your eyes to close. And as you reopen your eyes, you find yourself standing in a forest and your companions are standing there as well. You're all wearing um, homemade home sewn clothing, um, very simple, very peasant like, um, but clean. Uh, and you all had very similar experiences of a 
rudimentary dream where you encountered a strange door you met two strange gentlemen but you couldn't hear what was going on and as you descended and came through i need everyone to please make a sand roll and i need everyone to uh spend two magic points if you would please I pass. I pass my sanity. You will lose zero sand. Pass my sanity. Pass, pass, <laughs> pass, pass. Oh, you got ninety-eight. <laughs> oh, insane Zebedee is going to lose one point of sand. <laughs> he runs off into the dragon's uh, mouth. I'm already, I'm already pretty low. I don't want to get any lower. I knew you'd show up eventually, Zeno. Uh, that was a long descent, but we all agree that we are here. Uh, the the area of the forest that you're standing in seems to be uh, a very small clearing, you know, only about 10 foot around. Um, you seem to be standing on a path, um, and the path, this must be the, the termination point because the path only goes in one direction. There's no other... It's not like you're in the middle of a path. It's just, it's here and it goes away. Uh, and behind you, you do see a door or not a door. You see a tree and there is a, um, there seems to be a, a sigil um, etched into the tree. Um, do we, um, do we remember the map? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Like an upside down ampersand. This is astounding. This 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 dream. Are you all just versions of me? It seems like you're you're actually you're separate entities. There. It, uh, I've heard of people sharing dreams, but this is. Well, this, we won't know that that's the case until we wake up. Yes, this reminds me very much of uh, what the uh, metaphysicists at the uh, at Miskatonic talk about. This kind of woods. Uh, Do any of us remember the map that we saw? Map. Oh, that's right, the map. Uh, uh, let's see, Baxter's map. There was uh, his, there's the forest of Cleb. And the uh, bridge. This could be a Cleb. Looks Cleb there should, be, there should be a bridge and a river up ahead and a village i know that his goal uh was to the north of the map the fortress or citadel or what it was we should have i guess all passed around a, a photostat or carbon of that before we um now let's see since i'm dreaming you you do have a memory a fairly clear memory of the map that was in uh, the vanilla envelope that you received during the will reading uh, for Philip Baxter. And you do recall from uh, Philip's own dream journal notes about how he would, uh, he, he would enter the dreams through the same uh, forest that he had called, or maybe he had learned was called, 
the enchanted forest. Hmm. Are we down low or are we on a hill? Are there any features that we can see? Mountains or rivers? The the forest, um, you don't have uh, visibility because the forest is so thick. Um, but it is, you're in a hilly, it's a hilly, you know, rolling, light rolling hills. Uh, it only seems like forest. there's one direction we can go anyway. Yeah. And, and you don't even have visibility of the sun. So the lighting is seems just kind of uh, ambient and uh, difficult to tell what direction it's in. Do we have anything that we had with us when we fell asleep? You do not. You have whole different clothing and um, yeah, just no tools or anything with you. Well, shall we walk um, forward? Actually, I'll let, I'll let each individual character make a luck roll. Pass. Ooh, that's pass. a pass. Oh, is that a hop? No, that's just a regular pass. And a fail. Yeah. Yeah, fail. 64. Uh, if you passed... Um, there is something uh, on your hip. Who all passed? Zebedee, Dr. Zeno, anybody else pass? Frederick? Okay, so the three of you uh, have something, there's something on your hip, and as you kind of pull at it, um, it unties, uh, it was kind of looped around um, and tied to, to a, almost like a, a buttonhole that was in the pants as well. And you each have a small uh, leather pouch that has uh, it jingles. It, there's a there's some coins in coins. your pouch. Excellent. Coins. Well, this let's is, this is let's this is move on down the road. Do, do I see like a, a maybe a walking stick or like a branch that is kind of straight that I could pick up and use as a walking stick? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I will do so. Uh, so you've got coins. Who's on them? Um, I said, look. A king of some sort. Uh, yeah, the coins um, have uh, rough edges. So it looks like they are uh, you know, individually... Uh, minted and, and pressed from some sort of mold um, and it's an imperfect mold um, and uh, it, it's not even um, uh, tooled fine enough to have any kind of uh, imagery on the coins so they have uh, it just looks like decorations it looks like artistic design decorations and, uh, and maybe a, a sigil of some sort Maybe it's a type of number. It's hard to tell. All this. Do you all have the same amount? I didn't get any in my dream. None. <laughs> the banker doesn't get any money. <laughs> uh, each of you can roll a d6 plus one, and that's how many coins are in your pouch. Oh, I have seven. <laughs> I have four. There you go. Well... 
What do you think, Corny? Apparently Did they use I, money here. Were you and I naughty in some way? And that's why we're being... We must have been. Shift. Well, I don't see any need for the coinage now, so it may not prove a value, but who knows? You look like I expect you to look, all of you. Uh, Zeno's hat's a little garish, but uh, other than that, everything seems to be fine. Um, I, I, uh, uh, here's something that very few people in the uh, real world know. Uh, uh, I, I am, uh, I'm an only child, but I wasn't uh, necessarily going to be. I had an older brother who was stillborn. His name would have been Peter. If any of you know that when we wake up, then I'm not inventing you. Right. Very interesting. Oh, well, I hope I'm making this up in my dream. Otherwise, uh, well, I don't know what to make of it. Otherwise, you might have to concede that I'm the superior physicist. <laughs> and, I'm not in, and I'm not crazy. Oh, oh, dear, dear. This has nothing to do with physics, Zeno. If I met a unicorn, it wouldn't the universe. Mean that... I'm sorry. That's all right. It's just, you know, just if I met a unicorn, it wouldn't mean that Zebedee wasn't crazy. True, very true. <laughs> I am a little. All there right. So, and this forest seems to be full of cats. They just keep, keep showing up. Oh. All of the ones I can see are napping. That may. That may prove an advantage. <clears throat> Shall we? So, head? yes, we follow the path uh, north. I guess. If well, we can... the, the path goes one way. We'll see whether it's leading us north. Uh, if we reach, uh, you know, a bridge or... Or a sign, perhaps. One that we could read would be lovely. Or meet somebody who expects us to part with some of this curious coinage. Might be wise if... Uh, if uh, one of you find another uh, good walking stick. A sturdy, robust stick might come in handy. It's true. It doesn't. Uh, it helps the gate, and you never know if you're going to meet a ruffian in a bad dream. I'll uh, I'll look for a bit of a staff as well. Sticks are very easy to find that you can use as uh, walking sticks. All right. I'll start off with a nice brisk walk down the path. Is there anything about this world that does seem unusual from our world? Like no. purple trees or... <laughs> no. Opium in the air. Shh. No. Right. Although maybe the season is, you know, it was uh, summer uh, it's fall uh, in Providence and it seems to be autumn here. So you follow the path. Uh, does everyone find a wick uh, a walking stick? Why not? Yeah, sure. I do not. All right. All but Zebedee uh, has a walking stick. That's excellent. Uh, so uh, 
you follow this path. Uh, the path winds, it, it, it rolls over some of the hills, and uh, you probably are walking for about a half hour or so. Um, and the trees seem to be uh, thinning up ahead. As you uh, move further ahead, you uh, pretty much come out of this forest. Um, and the path is still before you. And it goes ahead uh, for a little ways. And then it seems to uh, junction uh, to uh, uh, another path. Now, you've been walking on what is clearly a footpath. It was one person wide, and you guys kind of fell into a single file uh, movement just out of convenience of the path. Um, but as, as this footpath uh, reaches what really feels like a road it's it's quite wide and um it's quite wide and and you can see that there are um uh tracks in it rutted tracks it looks like um you know wagon tracks it looks like uh hooved animal and even even shoed you know horseshoed uh animals uh pulling these tracks and then there are you know footprints uh as well it looks like it seems to be a a fairly well-traveled road um and you're coming to it perpendicular so uh, uh, if the um sun has any kind of uh, movement that is similar to what you're accustomed to uh you feel like this road is basically running a north-south uh, route you have reached it from the east side of the road um so we're if we're going to the castle that philip seems to have thought was a goal then we are turning right right, right. i concur right it is and right. you said that the trees are thinning can we see any more of the landscape down below yeah, um, you can see to the south, to your left, um, it looks like it's uh, farmland, and uh, you um, think you might be able to hear water that direction? If, if we look to across the road, do we see uh, high rising mountains or a mountain range? Yes, there is a mountain range uh, ahead to the west. Oh, then perhaps we've got a decent uh, position on the map here. Then I very strongly believe you're right in going, uh, turning right up the road here. Very good. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, as we're standing at this crossroads, um, there, there, there are footprints, you said, are there hoof prints as well? Does it look uh, like there are horse wagons? Yes, uh, there's horse wagons and uh, traffic seems to be going in both directions, north and south. Uh, I'm going to um, uh, take my walking stick and just give a, a rather gentle wrap uh, to, the, to the calf of whoever's standing right in front of me. Oh, what, what? Okay. Um, 
let's uh, let let I determine who it is. Okay, uh, so you you strike someone in the calf. I do. All right, uh, Zeno. Uh, <gasps> Myron has struck you in the calf. What are you doing, Myron? One d eight damage. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, sorry about that, uh, old fella. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out what the rules of this are since it's not a real place. I've been trying to levitate, uh, which I've, I've heard people can do in their dreams, um, to no avail. Uh, I wanted to see whether, uh, you know, physical sensations were as one might expect. And Somehow this, this doesn't feel like a dream and and a little bit of housekeeping let me everyone modify your character sheets we're going to add two skills we're going to add the skills dream lore two words dream lore and we're going to add the skill dreaming i already have both of those well if you do not have them if you do not have those skills your dream lore comes in at a base 10%, your dreaming skill is a base zero or for seventh edition, it'll be a base one, a zero one. But with that out of the way. So does that suggest that if I had rolled a one, I might've been able to levitate as, as my written was fantasizing about being able to do so because it was a dream yeah if you want to try and uh do that there's very little risk i'd love to try as well i used to have great fond dreams of i'm I'm telling you this isn't quite a dream i'll I'll have you note that neither of those skills i just wrote down were physics so this is different than physics zeno So what, far, you no. wrote something down on something. <laughs> That's <laughs> physics. So I failed miserably. Does that hurt me? I rolled a fifty-seven. No. Oh, good. No. I think the trip is to try to fall down and miss. Oh, please demonstrate. Uh, I'm not interested. I think this is more real than a dream. I've never had a dream so incredibly detailed. Oh, so I'm apparently also on your same level in these matters that you care so much about. There are things behind my back. And they're consistently there. That's never happened in a dream before. If my mind is making this all up, it's too detailed. I'm I'm not God. I have no deal. We agree about one thing at last. Um, <laughs> now that we're out in the open, there's still no uh, celestial body visible? Uh, no, so, it's day. Including a sun? Yeah, there's a sun. Okay. Yeah, you, um, see, a, you see a single sun, no stars. Does it but, look like our, our sun? Like sort of, it's not emanating a different color of any sort? Not a different color. It, it looks yellow. Looks about the same size. Seems to have the, you know, seem to have gravity, wind. Question. So I know it's it's autumn, um, but gauging by kind of the 
if I can roughly judge the angle of where the sun is in the sky, thinking it's somewhere in autumn. I'm just trying to guess what time it is. Are you trying to use physics? I'm trying to use astronomy. <laughs> uh, yes, that's pretty easy for you to do. This is, you know, that's, you know, first year astronomy. Uh, and so it looks like you're probably about <clears throat> midday. Zab. The assumption that the sun moves from east to west in this world. Uh, you guys hear the clip clop of hooves mm. coming near. From the north or the south? Coming from the north. Uh, is the party visible yet or? Uh, find a rise or something yeah the there's a there's a roll you know a hill and everything and so um do you guys do anything to prepare or what was that cornelius are there bushes or a large clump of trees to duck behind so not all of us are in clear view yeah you just came out of a forest right behind you okay well i mean i didn't know like is it like a, a skinny trees and no lowland cover foliage yeah i mean it's skinny trees but there is some shrubbery and stuff so you'd be able to moderately hide back over there if you wanted okay. it might be wise for a couple of us to at least duck out of sight what, are you, just what are you so worried about i have no idea we're in a bizarre land and we're in a dream don't you know, know Frederick? if you die in a dream you die in real life Ooh, that may this, be true this is that bizarre we should take precautions. At least I will. I would recommend at least one other to do the same. I'm simply going to step to the side of the road to allow them to pass and to ask okay. them questions. Yeah, I want to know what language they speak. I will also step aside. I won't hide, but step aside. So all of us are waiting by the side of the road, except for Cornelius, who has gone behind a tree. All right. Exactly. All right. Uh, so soon enough, um, you see a single horse drawn wagon uh, come over the hill and uh, there are uh, two adults sitting uh, and it's a it's like a buckboard wagon and there's two adults sitting up on the uh, on the bench uh, up high, you know, with the reins and uh, driving the horse um, and the wagon seems to be uh, laden with uh, with cargo. Uh, and as they pull closer, you can see that there's a, a couple of kids sitting in the back as well. And the, the back of the, of the wagon is uh, straw and, you know, hay lined. And there's just uh, piles and piles of, of gourds. There's uh, pumpkins and, uh, you know, squashes uh, of different sizes and colors. Um, uh, but it's pretty full of of these uh of these gourds and uh and so they uh they see you guys and you know as they're approaching and they you know kind of do a are, little wave are they dressed like us yeah they seem to have peasant style clothing you know handmade hand sewn like you're wearing okay do we hear them chattering and then and conversing uh, I mean, they just, they seem to be riding in silence, you know, and the kids are laughing and, and, and uh, they seem to be chitty chatting with each other, but it seems to be in English. Oh, oh, hey, hey, can you uh, stop for a moment, if you would? And yeah, they, they pull the horses to a, to a stop and they, uh, 
look down at you from where they're sitting up high and uh, hi there yeah. is there some trouble or uh, are you no, lost no 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 trouble but i uh well my companions and i were rather new here uh we're travelers we don't know where we are what lies ahead ah well we're from uh, uh kirin and uh, but uh we're we're heading to uthar for for market so oh, Uthar uh, is back that way. To the south. Mm -hmm. But we're heading. We wanted to go north anyway, didn't we? To Kieran. Yeah, we want to go to Kieran. Uh, how about how far is it to, uh, sorry, where did you say you were from again? Kieran, just uh, the village of Kieran. Kieran, how, how far away are we from there? Oh, I mean, we left this morning, so it's several hours. All right. All right. Is, is there any uh, anything that we should be, uh, oh, I guess, aware of? Any, any dangers in the woods? Well, the road was kind to us. I would assume it'd be kind to you. Thank uh, you. Am I am I hungry at all, Keeper? Sure, you can be hungry. Um, if it's going to be a bit of a walk, then friends. Uh, you have uh, handsome gourds, but we have no way to prepare them. If you've got anything uh, fresh, we can picnic on as we walk. Uh, my uh, friend well, has uh, at least seven coins. I, we, we, we broke our fast this morning, but uh, we're nearly to Uthar. We're, we're planning to eat in Uthar. Uh, how far is it to Uthar? I, I say we should be there fairly quickly. Do, are, would they have a cart and horses for us to rent in Uthar? U Uthar is a magnificent city. It's it's nothing like Kirin for sure. <laughs> Kirin is but a, a a farming village. Would you um, mind if we hitched a ride with you to uh, Uthar? Please jump jump aboard, jump aboard. Don't don't mind the kids. Thank you. So we take oh, the kids and toss them. Nah. <laughs> I'll I'll casually. Calmly walk out. Bandit! No, oh. <laughs> no, no. He just has a small bladder. <laughs> ah, hello there. His his rather plump wife chuckles at that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. So you guys uh, climb aboard the uh, the wagon. Yes. Sure. Okay. He uh, he uh, you know uh, gets the horses you know going the horse going and uh, and they start you know walking down the road again. I mean they're they're moving at a pace that might be just slightly faster than a walk, right? Um, so they're not trying to you know make any kind of uh, time. You know they're not racing for time. Um, but uh, true to his word. Uh, it doesn't take long. Uh, the road uh, winds a little bit. There's a couple more, you know, low hills. Uh, soon enough, you can hear quite clearly um, the the sound of water moving, uh, a river, a stream of some sort, and eventually um, you can see um, uh, plowed fields. You can see that there's, you know. Uh, rows of crops and then you can actually see 
men with plows hand uh drawn you know uh, uh you know donkey drawn but hand uh, hand uh steered uh plows you know tilling the fields and stuff and and there's there's whole families out there working in these fields um and uh the road goes through this like really small it looks like an out village uh farming village and uh, and uh, uh boris uh the the the, the man is Boris and his wife is Doris. Um, and uh, so Boris and Doris uh, tell you that uh, this is the village uh, called Near. And uh, up ahead is the bridge. And there is, uh, is Uthar. And you guys see a magnific- magnificent city. Um, it's, uh, it seems to be uh, very medieval in design. Uh, it reminds you of... Uh, of things that you've seen in in books and you know photographs in books um uh, unless any of your characters are uh worldly traveled and have uh had the opportunity to travel through uh western europe um you're seeing what looks like the uh a very old world medieval if you will city and it's walled it's got a really high wall and you can see um uh there is a there seems to be um a large uh rise uh deep in the city and and some sort of of castle up on that rise uh the river is uh is no joke this is a this is a really big river uh and it actually can support river traffic like shipping on this river so um at least 50 feet across yeah yeah i mean it's a it's a really good think mississippi um uh, mississippi river uh that's full right it's not it's not a down year this is a nice full river um and there's a grand stone bridge uh with you know many uh supporting arches you know all the way across and uh and so this bridge um you know is also quite wide you know for for two-way trafficking on this bridge and uh uh you know the sound even changes as uh, the the horse's hooves are are now stamping on stone as opposed to uh, uh, dry packed uh, dirt. The sound of the wheels uh, rolling and sometimes skipping on the uh, stones, on the cobblestones that that make up this bridge, you know, sound differently. And it takes several minutes, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, probably almost 10 minutes to, to kind of cross this bridge, you know, at the, the slow pace that they that they work and as you also got into uh the village uh called near as as boris said um you know you're starting to see more and more people right uh, you're seeing um who are probably clearly villagers uh with uh um wheelbarrows right you know I mean, they're they're hand they're pushing by hand wheelbarrows uh with the apples and and you know 
uh, other you know goods in them and they're you know on foot pushing these wheelbarrows across the bridge and, and going over to uh to the grand city of ulthar uh, so it doesn't take long and uh you guys uh are across the bridge you're past a, a you you go through uh a large uh gate and uh, and you can see you know as your imagination um would suppose there seems to be like city guard they they all seem to have uh, you know seem to be wearing some kind of mail uh with with a with a cloth tabard uh you know over them uh to 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 decorate their themselves almost like a uniform they've got a a very simple uh skull cap kind of helmet they all each of them seem to be armed with a with a large pike and uh what looks like a short sword slung to their hip um so yeah it seems like this has got like city guard and uh and inside this place is alive there are people everywhere there's little uh buildings uh built everywhere uh it's that it's that kind of uh of architecture where the ground floor actually has a smaller footprint than the upper floor so the upper floor kind of has that little bit of an overhang you know (laughs) above which i never understood how they did that but you know there's an overhang and so the second story you know and possibly even a third story they would be the same you know dimensions but they kind of overhang over above the the footprint of the uh of the first floor but there's all kinds of you know shops and 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 blocks you know blocks of these buildings you know slapped together um and so there's central roads there's you see side alleyways and just people all over the place kids running around um yeah is this there place le- le- is legible live. signage yeah legible signage it seems to be that these uh this nation uh communicates in english hmm. and the folks look like european peasants of random <clears throat> magical they look like european uh peasants um and they they uh you know they have a variety of uh of skin tones but they all seem to be speaking the same uh language and uh seem to have the same similar demeanor um hmm. So yeah, you can see there's a rise with a castle, which uh, from your perspective would be basically kind of off to the east. And you can see there's some other large uh, structure um, uh, kind of behind you off to the west. And um, uh, Boris and, and, and Doris uh, bring the wagon through this main road up to a certain point. And you can see there's a like almost like a little protected area uh, of of greenery there's like a green space a park uh in here and um uh boris you know pulls the cart to an end and says uh welcome to ulthar many thanks to you friend oh. boris uh, yes, is there any sort of authority here in ulthar that we should uh 
address ourselves to as uh, travelers from afar? Oh, I, you don't have to check in with anyone, uh, certainly. Um, Who lives in the castle? <laughs> uh, that would be uh, the, the Burgermeister's Palace. Um, Burgermeister, Meister, Burger. Burgermeister, Meister, <clears throat> Burger, yep. Yeah. Uh, That's, uh, that's where old Cranon uh, lives. Um, but uh, yeah, Uthar is, uh, is just a, it's a, it's a pleasant place. Um, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very uh, uh, happy city and people are quite content here. Beware of the cats, just be kind to cats. So uh have a wonderful day, and I, I hope to see you again someday. Yes, and, uh, well, uh, good you. luck with your um, your gourds. They're lovely. Oh. They should sell uh, for a, a tidy profit. Well, we hope so too. Need to need to go and and uh, and offload this. So, have a good day. And he, he you know cracks his horse. Cheers, horse. I'll, I'll I'll give him one of my coins. Oh, he's 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 incredibly thankful. <laughs> You're too kind. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, and he says uh, he bids adieu, and he kind of makes a fairly sharp turn and, and heads off in a direction that seems to it, as if it will take him to a uh, an area that's near the river. He's going to a wharf type of area near the river. Wonder, my friends, if these others are also dreamers. Uh, well. <clears throat> oh, guys, I it doesn't feel weird. It feels like we've almost traveled back in time rather than dreaming. Don't look now, Zebedee, but there's one of those cats behind you. Sure oh, you oh, yes, I, I'll treat it kindly. Don't worry, there we go. There's cats all over the place. So, you know, uh, what would you guess... Uh, uh, you know, time in dreams is strange. Do you think we will sleep for eight hours and have eight hours in this world and we're already through a couple of them? Or do you think we'll be here for weeks? I think we could be here for weeks if dreams work that way. Hmm. Well, man, if these are all dreamers, I, I, don't, I can't imagine why you'd want to get home from work and then, you know, work as a farmer for a couple of months and then wake up and go to work again. It just doesn't feel to me. Doesn't feel like a dream. Seems very pleasant though. It's it beautiful. Does, it feels like we've gone back to your like Europe. Yeah, ancient mm, medieval it, Europe. It's if weird. everybody here is as mild mannered as Boris and uh, Doris, uh, I could take over Ulthar in a couple of weeks, I imagine. Well they seem like there must <laughs> be some crime rate because we have guards. Yeah. With weapons, there Who's must that? be some bad things. Well, he was, and he was very worried about the cats, uh, Myron. You might have to contend with them for control. Uh, if I see a cat, I'm going to go over to it. And uh, there are cats everywhere. Yeah, scratch it or pet it or whatever. 
do we recognize the symbols on the talbirds of the guards from our history books? Or this would be a great question for Zeb. Uh, Zeb, do, do these images on the talbirds strike a strike a uh, chord with you? I, I will think. Sorry, but the cats. There's so many that distracted me for oh. just a brief second. Uh, yes, I, I'll I'll inspect them closely. You trying to use my historical knowledge? Yeah, give me a history yeah. roll. Ooh, oh nine. Wow, that is an extreme. Yeah, that should be. Yep, that's an extreme. Uh, yeah. So the the tabrets that they wear do have a. Uh... Uh, a crest on them you know a shield design type of crest you know divided in four quadrants um and uh, it's not one that uh, you recognize um there mm -hmm. is uh a red and black diamond pattern in one quadrant there is a uh, a yellow field in another quadrant and in that yellow field is a black silhouette of a cat uh, another quadrant is um just a field of red and then another quadrant has um you know bars of of green and black yeah so it's um it's not a a, a crest that you recognize from history mm, yes it, it may all look it may all look fancy and medieval but i don't recognize the crest at all and i've i know my fair amount of crests and i know my knowledge about that kind of stuff and it, it doesn't ring a bell doesn't mean it doesn't exist but who knows if this is really a dream then <laughs> it may not exist and they have a fascination for cats that man told us to be kind to the cats the cats are everywhere they seem to yeah. be walking the streets like normal people almost I wonder if they're speaking English only because the five of us primarily communicate in English. Are we speaking Possibly. English or are we speaking dreamish? Very true. Everyone how here would, speaks the same. Well, how would we, I mean, how would we ever know the difference? We, we would not. It's like well, an, auto, an auto translator almost. Well, it's, it's the language of thought, not the language of uh, the, 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 the tongue. Well, if that depends. Is there a word that rhymes with orange? Because if there's a word that rhymes with orange, then it's dream language. And if there's not, then it's English. Sporange. I said a word. So um, we're, uh, we're going to try to hire a wagon that will take us back the way we've come yes, to see if we can get to the castle that that uh, Philip wanted to get to. And get some rations as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do dream that I'm hungry. Did, did Philip leave anywhere in any of his journal notes why he was trying to get to that castle? I remember that he spoke about having certain aspects of his dream repeat themselves, including, I think, perhaps his two guides, which we may have seen. I I don't know what he was after, and and my you know my impression is again that 
Philip was deteriorating in a significant way toward the end. But uh, if we, you know, oh, right. And we're supposed to run across him here somewhere because he ran across us. We should maybe ask around if anyone knows a Philip Baxter. Oh, I will. Um, it's a good shot. Everyone may make a power roll. Let me know your level of success. Power. Uh, that is a hard success. Oh, darn. I'm one point away from hard. Hard success. The 96. So the opposite of an extreme success. <laughs> 79 is a failure as well. Uh, if you had a hard success or better, you are also filled with a sense of deja vu as you're walking around this uh, uh, this village, this town. Mm. Feels, all of a sudden, I feel like I've been here before. Did that same cat just walk by? No. That's a that's a glitch in the that matrix. Have, if this is a dream, have I dreamt being here before? I don't know. Just a just a passing feeling. It certainly is possible that we would not remember things. Often we wake up and we can't remember our dreams. Exactly. Yeah. A fragment, yes. And they do say some things fragment in your mind, and especially in dreams. Who remembers their <laughs> dreams unless you keep a dream channel? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I have a sense of smell? Absolutely. I don't think I've ever had a sense of smell in dreams. Fellas? Mm -hmm. No. You seem to have all of our senses here. As I, as I said, it feels it doesn't feel like we're dreaming. It feels like we've gone back in time rather than dreaming. There was never a time where people spoke American English and wore no, handmade fiber clothes and built such a I don't know. No, it's just... Little Nemo. Do you, you read Little Nemo in the papers? Yes. A bit like that. The kid on the bed? He ends up in bed, okay. yeah, but he goes to all sorts oh. of palaces and whatnot. Yeah. That's the uh, symbol. Nice. No, I'm not saying we have gone back in time. It just feels like it feels it. Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah. Nice. So that symbol, that's uh, that crest is on all the guards. It's yep. a consistent crest, not like a cluster of guards have one set of cl another cluster. Nope, mm. nope. They seem to be wearing a, uh, you know, male uh, uh, iron, you know, the metal uh, armor, chainmail. and then you know, like a chainmail, and then they've got this white uh, tabard that they wear over, and uh, it's belted and you know, cinched closed, but uh, that. Uh, that crest is is on their is on both back and front, mm. like how, a kettle helm or a, a skull mm -hmm. cap. You're saying something. Yeah. Like that. How many caps do we see? Like walking? How many are there around? Is it? I mean, a it's handful. Or? 
it, the road isn't clogged with them but you know when you see cats you typically see them in clusters of four to six you know and uh they're you know darting off doing cat things yeah, um no one's everyone's just treating them normally like you're just walking yeah. by and and they're, they're, they act yeah. like... You seem to be... Uh, this park that you're at, they act like... Oh, they act like ordinary cats? Or are they yeah. like... They're not smoking and talking or anything like that? No. No. <laughs> they're, they're acting like normal normal cats. Uh, so you guys seem to be in, in this, uh, like a central park kind of place, you know, a green space uh, in here. Um uh, there seems to be many of the the buildings seem to be um, uh, double purpose. You know, uh, residential is are these upper story things, but ground floor. You know, you see all kinds of different businesses. You know, um, uh, they might be uh, small food uh, businesses. Uh, you know, not not like full blown restaurants. You know, it might have maybe max seating of you know 10 available right uh so they're they're really small little food vendors or or other types of um of small wares kind of shops um let's say yeah, follow and our and there's just and there's just people all over the place i mean this is a this is a living city with uh, all kinds of stuff going on yeah, let's, let's follow an appealing scent and have ourselves a meal, and then we'll travel north. Do you think it might be prudent to to ask around for uh, Philip Baxter if see if I, see if that's a known name? It wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt to try. We if we've had a map and he seems we seem to know that he has been here possibly. So it's worth a it's worth a shot. I mean, as long as he's not on the most wanted list, and then we would be killed <laughs> by association. But... Yes. Well, hey, here, I'll, just, I'll, I'll stop somebody on the street and ask him if they know Philip Baxter. That's Looking for the baker. There's a baker down the way. Out no, of no, my no, way. Uh, <laughs> well, it would seem that not everybody is as a, a amiable as Boris and Doris. Boris. <laughs> Doris, Doris, their daughter, Cloris. <laughs> Maybe we should have asked Boris if he. Had... Their pet <laughs> cat, Morris. Their son, Horace. Um, among the various uh, small businesses, are there tobacconists? Absolutely. Are there news vendors? Um. You don't see news vendors, no. Is there a bookstore? Um, you don't see a bookstore. It 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 seems to me like this is a few hundred years ago. When the coins seemed two thousand years ago, I'm a little bit of a numismatist for obvious reasons. But you notice um, I, we very... don't see guns either. No. Yeah. No. It's a. Uh, it's it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a curious setting that does not belong anywhere in the Earth's historical 
charter. Anyway, yeah, uh, I'd fast. like something like a, a bean soup. How's a bean soup sound to you? That seems yes. like something you should have in a world like that this. Sounds delicious. This would. Yes. This is what about 1500s, 1400s, 1400s, 1300s. Yeah, actually, probably more like 1200s. Yeah. Yes, yeah, just it is fascinating though this place. And the, people don't smell bad, do they? Um, most people seem to be fairly clean, um, but uh, there are some, you know, smells. I mean, there's uh, horse manure in the streets, and sure. you know, so there's there's all kinds of smells. And we've seen cats and horses, are and maybe a few dogs. Donkeys. We haven't seen any like pet dragons or right other imaginary sort of. There's not a, a, a unicorn phalanx. It no. seems rooted in what we would think is reality. And it feels real. Let's yes. see if the food tastes. Well, we, we've been able to smell and we can hear and we can feel. So surely we should be able to taste. It also doesn't seem to be any better or worse than the regular world. Well, we haven't seen any lepers mm. yet, so it's better than the real world in that regard. Unless the lepers are in the next quarter. But we don't see flowers that glow magically beyond all, you know, or... or <laughs> There's no bodies stuck up on, or... on stakes or... No, there spikes. is not. No, no guards being roughhousing anybody or... Mm -mm. Well, let's um, see what our money can buy here. And I, I would also... Uh, allow a idea roll from everyone, and I'd like to know if anyone makes a hard success or better. Ooh, I think I just did. 72 hard. is a no success. Oh, hard. Standard pass. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you guys have decided to maybe try and find some food and then maybe, you know, kind of figure out what your next steps are going to be beyond that. Um, and then, um, uh, uh, Dr. Zeno, I think, is the only one who had the hard success. Mm -hmm. Dr. Zeno, as 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 a as a group, you guys have kind of come to this consensus. Um, you recall something that you've read in uh, Philip Baxter's uh, dream journal, and so if I may, to kind of jog your memory, um, these passages. These two passages uh, come back to mind in particular. Let's see, as I recall from the dream journal, it said this. Eventually I came, I came to a library and decided to visit. I remember looking at a great number of very strange volumes, but one named um, Kfat Akwadonen, I think, uh, had information about God who lived somewhere in a jungle and could answer any question that was asked of him. I don't remember anything else in particular, but when I left, I thought I saw a dark, evil-looking little man lurking some distance behind me in the crowd. He followed me quite some time before I managed to shake him, and it was only then that I remembered seeing him when we first entered the city, working with a shady carnival show in a garish tent. Not long after my adventure with the dwarf, 
I felt the urge to leave, and taking the same gate out of, the, out of Ulthar, I was soon again in the wood, remembering the password taught to me by my friend. He said it was Sheba, the name of his cat. I was careful to pass through the darker parts of the forest as quickly and quietly as I could, never straying from the path. I next remember climbing many, many stairs, and then I was awake again. I never had a dream like this one before. Could it have been the drug? Now, I came down those stairs. I definitely remember that. Yes, I came down those stairs. So to wake up, do we have to go back to that same spot? With the sigil on the tree. Maybe. And the password is Sheba. That's going to be important Sheba. for us to recall. And what okay. question did we need to ask of God? I don't know, but uh, I'll stop somebody else on the street since I'm being such a nuisance today, and I'll ask, uh, where's the library? Uh, all right, great. Yeah, you stop this uh, woman, and uh, and she said, oh, the library. Well, it it does tend to move around, doesn't it? I haven't had the opportunity or the inclination to visit it myself. I don't know actually where it is today, but oh, if you well, do find it, that's a good lucky day for you, it, isn't it? As they it, say. It moves? Uh, of course it moves. It's the library. Oh, that's right. Of course. Where's uh, a good day place for to you get, if you should find it. Where's a good place to get bean soup? Oh, well... Excellent question. Uh, just uh, down this way, and uh, uh, you'll want to talk to uh, Hazel. Hazel has the best soup. You'll see her uh, her shingle out the door. Wonderful place. Wonderful place. Hazel. Right. Hazel. Great name. Hazel Great. the soup woman. Thank you so much. Library moves. But Hazel oh. doesn't. I'll try. Well, uh, I'll try asking one of the cats. Okay. Do you know where the library is? Uh, and it just uh, twirls through your legs. Okay. Do you really want to find the library? I'm gonna look at that book. I mean, that book, whatever is in it. If this is. You want to eat first, and then go to the library. Yeah, food first would be a good idea and then continue on our quest for the library. The order that I, I don't mind uh, eating first, but apparently right. finding this library is going to be a bit more of a challenge than I thought. Perhaps not. You gave me an idea. But uh, we'll discuss it after we eat. Well, let's go find Hazel then. Hazel. Right. Hazel's, uh, Hazel's shop is uh, easy enough to find. Uh, once you're close enough, you can smell it and it's exactly what you were looking for uh bean mm. soup uh and it's it's fantastic there's a home homemade bread um and uh there's uh fresh fruits and it's a it's a pretty good and satisfying meal very and, good and uh you know all in all it costs you for the entire group uh she calls them uh two bits and uh, she takes two coins. Do all of the coins look to be the same denomination, or do they some... all seem to be the same? Yep. Well, we're going to have to find a way to make money, but um... some kind of it's it's a silver 
it, it looks like it's a silver medal, but she calls it two bits and, and accepts two coins. All right. Um, I don't know if this is going to work, but I, uh, I liked your idea. It's just uh, you're not quite as attuned as I may be. And I go up to a cat and I say, would you kindly take us to the library? What was that spell name? Mand Cat. <laughs> Is that, that's the name of it? I think that's what it was. Something like that. Where my notes are. I thought I had all that printed out. Yes, I can talk to cats. I had a dream once where I met the god Bast. She was scary, but generous. Okay. Uh, expend. I found it. Oh, nice. Uh, expend one magic point and expend uh, D3 sanity. Uh, that's just two sanity. Okay. okay. And then... Um, and then your command was, was what? Please take us to the library. All right. Uh, so yeah, this cat, this uh, this Tom, uh, sits there and it looks at you and it kind of looks at at all. You know, it makes eye contact with all five of you, um, and it uh, it meows, uh, kind of loud actually. Uh, it turns from the perch that it's sitting on and seems to kind of, you know meow out into the into the air into the ether and um seemingly out of nowhere um three more cats kind of kind of run in from just around different corners and whatnot you know they must have been mousing around somewhere and these these extra cats kind of run in and the one that uh, Zeno was speaking to leaps down to the ground and joins its uh its companions and they they seem to have a cat conversation and then um uh the tom that that was uh that you spoke to Zeno, it looks up at you and meows again and then all four cats uh take off in unison and they they start running down this one road and that they run for a bit and then stop yeah. and you know, walk in circles as they're waiting for you guys. This way. All right. the cats. I'll follow. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they do this for uh, a little while. Uh, you guys, um, first they take you down um, uh, through a, uh, down a major road and um, and then they, there's an alleyway nearby and um uh, and then three of the four cats head into the alley and one sits at the head of the alley kind of uh, crying and meowing at, at you guys until you show up. You follow. Um, uh, and then uh, once you guys show up, you guys start following the cats and that, that fourth one you know, catches back up to his buddies and, uh, and you guys start walking down this alley uh, twisting and turning and you're, you know, as you guys are heading down the alley, you know, there are a few, few people uh, back here. Uh, you know, this is like, like, uh, you know, 
residential only kind of traffic, mm-hmm. right? You're only down in this alley if you live here. Uh, so as you guys are coming down here, following uh, a small uh, group of cats, you know, women who are who are scrubbing uh, laundry in a in a bucket, they just silently uh, they just leave their laundry right there. They stand up, they go inside their home, and they they shut the door, right? And so there's a lot of doors shutting in y'all's faces as the cats are are darting through puddles and going down these uh, darkened alleys. Uh, and then finally it gets to uh, a certain spot. And so there's this, there's, you're not even sure where you're at You're You're deep in this alley and uh, it comes up to a, to a, uh, a home and it has uh, those like cellar doors, you know, where they're, they're almost laying on the ground. They only have a slight pitch to them, but it's right there. And, uh, and so the cats uh, run up and are, sitting on those doors and and just kind of you know meowing and barking at you guys uh to get your attention did did the people closing the doors were they looking more at us or the cats did did we notice where their angst was geared towards um you can make a psychology roll Ooh, 23 but i i think i don't have psychology though uh darn yeah i don't so yeah that was a fail okay i've seen hard to tell probably us but uh, hard to tell hard to tell and do remember uh we are in a campaign so if you are successful with a skill that did not require luck to be successful be sure to tick that skill you Mm -hmm. may get another you'll definitely get another opportunity to do some skill improvements at a at a later date uh, so these these cats are sitting on these cellar doors until you guys arrive, and then once you guys get close enough, they get off the cellar doors and are standing on the ground. Two of them are on the right, and two of them are on the left, uh, and they're sitting there next by the uh, cellar doors. I'm going to open the, the doors. Okay. All right. Uh, you pull the doors open, and the cats kind of get out of the way. And uh, you see some stone steps going down. Okay, do the cats go down? The cats do not. Okay. Is it is it lit or is mm-hmm. it pitch black? Uh, I mean, there's light down there. Um, yeah, it's not it's I, not going into darkness. I'll, I'll, I'll step I'll down. Heading down. Must be yep. the place. I'll I'll turn back to the cats and say, "Thank you. You please uh, return to your your business." They, uh, they kind of screech and meow at you, and then all four of them just kind of take off in different directions. <laughs> and I, I, I glare over at Frederick. Yeah. And Zeno, if you can do that uh, in Providence, then you know we, we have some stuff to talk about. So far, I've been a little successful in Providence with my own cat. That was bizarrely uh, enlightening. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Zeno, you uh, have some tricks up your sleeves. Are and any of you coming? Yes, oh, yes. I'm heading right down. I'm yes, right yes, down I'm there. Coming, I'm coming. Yeah, I'll be even more amazed if this actually is the library. How's, how's, the, how's the air coming up from the stairwell? Smell like a cellar or old books or like an abattoir? Smells like fish because that's what the it, cats are for. It it does smell like books. It has that paper smell. <sighs> the library. Oh, 
Yes. Right. Alias, you'll be at home. The Dewey Decimal System. I could bring it to them. So you descend the stairs. It goes about uh, eight feet or so down, and it, it comes to a hallway. Um, and uh, the hallway seems uh, level. It's a stone uh, stone corridor, stone floor, uh, stone arched corridor. And as you head down it, it only goes about... Uh, 10 12 feet or so and um uh it's there's an opening and you can see light through that opening um and so as you go uh through that archway into into this room um you come out and you're 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 basically you're on a balcony um you're on a balcony the floor is is of a, a rich mahogany carpeting you know it's a deep red carpeting and uh, you're on a, there's brass railings and stuff and brass handle rods, you know, handle handrails. And you're on this, on this uh, balcony and you're in, you're in what looks like a, a, a huge round room, like 200 feet diameter room. And there's a domed ceiling um and and it's it's got uh in the very center of the dome is like a a rosetta stained glass uh ceiling and then you know the other parts of the ceiling are are you know painted with imagery and stuff a very uh 16th chapel 16th chapel type of you know ceiling paintings um that kind of feel right um and so uh you know, you're up on this this uh, balcony that kind of overlooks this 200 foot diameter room. You know, this pit room, and um, and this room, it just it looks like it's just filled with uh, little uh, low shelving uh, pie wedge kind of shelving that seems from this angle, it looks like those are those are you know low bookshelves filled with volumes there's a there's you know tables all over the place like little reading tables all over the place in the center of the room it looks like it is uh you know some sort of like librarian uh booth you know uh, station just right the dead center of this circular room and on the fringes of the room um you can see that there are other uh elevated platforms like you're on and and from these platforms there's two stairwells that go down on either side that that go down to the sunken library ahead of you uh but you can also see um uh so the the, the platforms each have a little uh, arch doorway much like your own uh that you just came through and but then uh down below in the pit you can see that there are other arched doorways that just kind of um, you know, tunnels that go off into, into many different spoked, you know, directions, you know, all the different cardinal directions, uh, as many spokes of a wheel kind of going off in different directions. So just all kinds of, of, of exits, uh, to this place. And this place seems to be just teeming with people moving around all kinds of people moving about and, you know, small conversation goings on in all kinds of places people seem to have books out uh, and are at tables and some are clustered around a single book and some tables have 
people with each their own book doing some reading or you know meditating or you know consulting of some sort but you have found the library i'm wondering if all these archways and doors lead to various places throughout the city or perhaps throughout the land well, who knows apparently uh, they might lead to different places at different times well, at different times, even. I hadn't thought of that. I mean, they, they said it moved. Yeah, not just in space, but perhaps in time, too. That's an interesting theory. Well, I'll start descending uh, the staircase down towards to, to get a closer look at some of these books. At, at uh, one of these uh, inbuilt desks or tables, are there um, pens or pencils, uh, bits of scrap paper? Uh, it looks like there are uh, quills, uh, bottles of ink, and parchment paper. Um, I need everyone, while you're on this platform, just as you're getting ready to descend down, I need everyone to give me a spot hidden, please. Ooh, regular. Extreme. Um, uh, uh, hard. Regular. Fail. Fail. Cornelius. Um, you're very excited to be here, Cornelius. Um, and so uh, you're, you're, you're excited, you know, just to kind of be in this library and to, to see what is all available here. Um, the people that, that are in here, um, in your short time of being in this wondrous place, your your mind's eye, your 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 uh, vision of, of everything around it has already become accustomed to to the to the to the people who are populating this realm. They all have a very similar uh, look to them. The the handmade clothing, similar to what you're wearing, and all this stuff. Um, so you do you see a person who um due to his um skin tone and his attire he seems to stand apart from all the other people that are now kind of filling you know the background white noise of what this universe is right because they all everyone seems to look the same ish except for this guy you see a guy across he's he's pretty far he's he's on the opposite side of this of this circle um he's an albino like stark white stark white hair um he's seated at a table but he was kind of moving around and and then he sat down but what also kind of struck you is his attire he seems to be wearing what we would um, equate to as um, Native American clothing, hmm. like like native, right? You know, not modern, but historical native. So it looks like uh, leather animal kind of uh, 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 you know pants that are sewn, fringed. Um, he's got some kind of 
of of of stick um cr- you know maybe it's bone uh stick or bone um you know shirt you know but it's it's just basically you know it doesn't even cover his full chest and you know, he's broad chested uh lean muscular um but it's just you know it's just uh, a small portion of his chest he does have uh, uh some feathers that are tied into his hair um uh, but they're you know they laid down across his shoulder you know down on his shoulder and stuff uh but yeah he's he he has a very uh lean muscular look to him um and just facial features hair length and clothing is reading native american to you except add the element of stark albino fascinating without causing commotion i casually point this out to my comrades here well i see him yes that's that's very that's interesting the only one here like that i'm sorry maybe maybe i misunderstood does he have the physical features of a Native American, or does he look European facially? He looks uh, Native American. Okay. This is an albino. This is fascinating. Have you seen him in your dreams before? And probably he came from one of our imaginations. Even if we are here as a group, this place I, I, can only I'm, be made up of our well, imaginations. I've, well, I've looked into Native Americans before, but not our part of it. I haven't seen anything you like this go, before. I mean, you can sit here and lollygag and kind of Myra stare at the I, man, or you can go over there and talk to him. I'm going to try to find the librarian. I want to find this book. Okay. I would well, definitely like to speak to this man. I'd like to just look around. I'll go with you, Zab. I'd love to see what he's uh, reading. And yeah, I'm. I not even. I'm just fascinated. I haven't seen a albino Native American man before. This is don't be rude. Uh, I'm not. I'm not oh. going to be rude. Don't worry. It's just. It's, I just want to get a closer look. It's fascinating. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have some different interests. Let's. Is there any kind of um, marker on the platform that we've arrived at? Like, is it, you know, mid-level sixteen, or you know, is there signage? No. The place seems very samey and easy to get lost in. It's like a giant dartboard of books. It. It does look very much the same um there are uh like i said the walls uh, and the ceiling are uh covered in paintings um so we can agree to meet under the the peasant holding a fig painting we, on the ceiling yep we'll meet in the center there, of yeah, the circle head to the middle if you get lost well the, the center, center is where the librarian is and right. They, I mean, presumably the they can just push into the same space. Well, whatever you like. I'm going to go down one of the tunnels. Uh, I'm curious to see what other arenas there are of knowledge in this place. 
I want to find the section on magic. Um. All right. So where's everyone going? I'm going to the reference desk or whatever. <laughs> the cent the center desk where there there yeah. is a person behind that desk. Yeah, that's who I'm going to. All right. So you're going to the center. Uh, where's uh, Cornelius going? I'm uh, going over to the albino just to live with me. With Zach. all right. So Cornelius and Zebedee, Myron, where are you going? I'm going down the stairs from this platform and then down uh, a tunnel from it or un under away from the center. Okay, there is a tunnel right below you. That's the one. Okay, and uh, Dr. Zeno? I'm going to look at the books as I go along and see if I can find the section on magic. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so let's start with uh, Frederick. Frederick. You uh, head over to the central desk, and there's a gentleman there, um, and he is dressed uh, what you might assume a, a, a friar monk might be dressed. Uh, long brown robes with a hood uh, tied with a cord around his waist, and, uh, and he seems to be... Uh, uh, he's got stacks of books that he's like organizing and doing stuff with. And he's got a quill pen that will dip in ink and maybe jot a note on the inside uh, front cover of one or two, and then close that book with the note and it goes in that stack. And now he's doing something else. And so when you come up, uh, he sees you and uh, he says, uh, uh, just one second, if you will, sir. Oh, one no. second, indeed. And he finishes organizing what he's doing. And uh, he says, uh, yes, uh, how can I help you? Uh, yes, I am looking for a particular book that I believe you have in your collection here. Aquadonin. Uh, <laughs> I will say that again. Cathot uh, Aquan. Aquadonen. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing yes, the, it correctly. Oh, you, you're doing very well, sir. Yes, I, I appreciate it. I must apologize, though. Quite surprising. You are the second person today to ask me about that book. But I am sorry. It is presently in use. You will have to wait for uh, that gentleman over there to finish with it. And he points at the albino Indian. And you do see two of your companions kind of starting to thread their way through. Again, he's on the far other side, and so you guys are only halfway across this circle, so there's I'll, still the other half to go. I'll, I'll, I'll ask him this then. Uh, well, are, are there any other uh, volumes that cover the same subject material that I could peruse in the meantime? Oh, I don't believe so. You might want to ask Nodor, but I, I don't know where that fool has gone. No door. Well, if I. Hmm. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, if no, you no. see no door, just uh, ask him. He he should know more. Uh, and what is your name? Oh, I am Turkor. Well, it's very nice meeting you, Turkor. Thank you so much for your help. Anytime, anytime. Well, Cornelius. Yes. Zebedee. 
you guys are heading uh, that direction. Um, each of you may make a spot hidden. Ooh. That is a standard, a standard pass. That is a nice 74, which is a fail. Very nice. Uh, Cornelius, as you guys are kind of, you know, moving your way through, um, uh, you know, there are lots of people in here. Um, and as you're kind of moving up, some, some people um, just happen to stand up from the table that they were seated at. So they, they stand up, their chair backs up, and it suddenly blocks you guys, uh, momentarily blocks you guys. And, uh, and it's in that moment, um, uh, the albino, the way he, he was seated is you can see him because he's on the other side of the table. So you're, you're seeing his front and the, you know, the table's in front of him. The book is laid out in front of him. And, uh, and just as you get blocked by the people who kind of stand up, um, you kind of see his eyes where he, you know, he was looking and reading out, but then his eyes come up and just for an instant make eye contact with Cornelius. Then just as, you know, that one second of making eye contact, then somebody stood up in front of you and blocked your, your view of him. Okay. Uh, and it's in that moment that uh, Frederick is able to kind of catch up to you. Um, uh, and, you know, you guys are doing the whole, oh, hey, are we dancing kind of thing with these people? Like, oh, sorry. Oh, nope, nope, my bad. Nope. All right. I'm going to go this way. You go that way. Um, and so in that moment, you know, where it takes time to kind of, you know, get past these people that stood up in front of you, um, you can see now the, uh, the Indian, uh, the albino, the albino has this large tome uh, tucked under one arm and he's, he's going, he's walking away from you guys as he's going into a dark tunnel. That's ground floor. He's not going up, up a stairwell, you know, up a, you know, to a platform. He's going uh, into a tunnel. A part, part of me, sir. He has the book that we need. Part of me. <laughs> I'll, I'll increase my pace. Yeah, I will too. Intercept. No. Why okay. Uh, so we'll come back to that chase in just a second. Um, uh, Dr. Saladin, um, you are looking for the magic section. Um, so give me a library use roll, please. At a 33 out of 55. So not, not a hard, just a regular. Okay. Um, so you don't find... Uh, books on uh magic uh but as you're walking around you you do get a sense that that this place is um this you get a sense that this place is imbibed with magic um you are uh as you're looking uh for books um your foot um strikes a pail that's sitting on the floor and um and you're like you're wondering what is that pail doing there and there seems to be um a little bit of of red liquid in the bottom of the pail and as you're looking at it a drop of of additional red liquid 
lands and splats inside the pail. I look up. See where and, ab- and above you, you know, because again, there's there's oil paintings on the walls. There's oil, you know, the ceiling, the domed ceiling. It's right. also painted up until it gets to the to the uh, Rosetta, you know, rose uh, window right. uh, up at the center. But there's a painting uh, on the ceiling above you. Uh, and each of these paintings are, you know, they're framed out, right? You know, the, so sure. they're all a little sectioned off. It's not, it's not a giant mural. Um, but in this section right here, it's fairly horrific, actually. Um, it's a, it's a tree that has, um, it, it must be like a hanging tree because there's all these uh, corpses that are that are hanging and the corpses are, are, they have their hands and feet bound and they look uh, flayed. So there are these skinless corpses hanging from this, from this uh, dead tree. And uh, two of the corpses, these skinless corpses, um, uh, paint, wet paint is dropping off of these skinless bodies and landing in the pail. Like blood. Oh, very strange. Um, I'm going to walk around and look at more of the paintings on the walls. Okay. Yeah, the paintings are all uh, fairly, but some are very uh, mundane, uh, but uh, some are, are quite bizarre. Uh, there might be paintings of, uh, of what looks like... Um, royalty uh sitting uh for a painting uh but the uh, the furniture um that the royalty is sitting upon are uh are nude figures who are contorted in their bodies are twisted in such a way and they're they're holding on to each other's arms and legs and bodies uh in such a way that their human forms are uh creating furniture uh, for these for these uh, royal figures to sit upon um there's uh there's all just all kinds of of very strange things that you see enough to to kind of shake you a little bit make a sand roll um i did not pass that lose a d2 Plus two. Myron. Myron, you went down into a tunnel um, just kind of exploring. Yeah. Um, These tunnels um, have uh, small... uh, uh, These tunnels are first... They're they're made up of of, uh, wooden bookshelves. So the tunnel, while you went through a through a stone archway, the stone archway was only the width of a stone, and then you are in a a, a bookshelf hallway, and so it's wooden bookshelves and they run straight and long, and uh, about every fifteen feet or so um, is a stone pillar, you know, dividing. Uh, these uh, these wooden bookshelves, and on each of those stone pillars is a a rather small uh, uh, brass tray 
and there's just a small open fire. Uh, so it's not out of hand. It's not, you know, there's no cause for alarm that, you know. It's But the minimum basically to see some of the books between sections. Yep, minimum enough to, to see where you're going and to see the books and stuff like that. And, uh, and, and, and then every now and then, um, it doesn't seem to be at regular basis, uh, at regular spacing, but every now and then there might be side passages that open up. So you don't have to only go straight ahead every now and then that oh hey there's a side passage uh but yeah this is it's a labyrinth it seems like of of bookshelves and it's just books upon books upon books upon books and there's people in here and some people are uh standing and and flicking through uh books um some people are you know seated on the floor um you know some people are just kind of uh finding tomes pulling them out and and are you know you kind of walk past them the the passageway is wide enough for two people to walk you know side by side uh comfortably um and uh so some people are heading back to the uh to the library proper in order to uh look at their tomes um the side yeah. passages i i'm guessing curve out of sight as if they were part of the whole radial structure of the library we saw. They do, they do. And and uh, the the branch that I went down straight ahead, it just continues indefinitely. As far as you can tell, smaller pools of light as it goes. Yeah, it just so after dot, a, dot, after dot, the, dot. say the second uh, side passage curves off, uh, I'm gonna just run my fingers along, you know, just above eye level, the shelf uh, at the titles and see what kind of organization there is, what what titles, what sorts of titles are here. Okay. Um, uh, first, give me a luck roll. Eleven. That sounds very so lucky. Yeah, that's a hard extreme. Fantastic. And uh, give me a spot hidden. And 43 uh, is good. It's a regular. Okay. Um, so you are heading down this, this uh, hallway that you're going down. And you go, you're passing the second um, branch, you know, that kind of goes off to the oh, tangent off to the side. You're passing it, right? And then that's when you're going to start looking. So as you're passing that second branch, you look over and um, and you can tell the branch, you know, it curves in the hallway. You know, that curve is also lined with books, you know, so there's still more books going that way. And then you can see eventually, oh, there's another there's another what must be another you know spoke you know straight hallway and you see um um we'll say person but you see a a, a person standing there who just kind of you got a glimpse of them as they were walking by because they were they were cradling a book in their hand and just you know looking at the book as they were walking with it um going deeper away from the you know so they're heading outward away from the library itself but this this person that you see 
um, is a, a very, uh, very slim, uh, very, uh, seems to have a very elegant kind of serpentine uh, design to them. Uh, there, this person is wearing a, a long robe that seems to be decorated with uh, symbols that you don't uh, immediately recognize. And uh, there seems to be uh, a tail on this person as they're walking and they they're almost like they're walking on tiptoes or something and, and and you see this person yes they they have a a green gray shade to them and they seem to be covered in scales and so yeah you are just walking by and you see this this reptile man glancing at a book going just walking by that other hallway so make a sand roll. Yeah, that is not successful. Roll a d6. Three is fair. Okay. Um, yeah, so whoever or whatever that was didn't seem to notice you, uh, uh -huh. but you got a pretty good look at that person figure uh, taller than a regular human taller uh-huh uh, and not not out, outrageously taller but taller okay uh well i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna tail that person with a tail okay uh so uh you know they you know went out of sight so then you've got to go down that side corridor um and uh, when you get over there to their spoke uh, and go around the corner, they're, they're not there. Is anybody in the immediate vicinity? Um, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you do see uh, not far away, um, uh, there's a stool in this hallway and uh, there's a gentleman um in uh, like brown monk robes um uh, sitting there on the stool kind of leaning up against uh the bookshelf he seems to have nodded off <clears throat> sorry oh i guess <clears throat> yeah pardon me pardon me oh sorry yeah, I'll just get out of your way and he stands up and you know kind of hands on hips and kind of stretches his back backwards trying to crack it and it's like, oh, okay, all right, uh, back to it. Have a lovely yeah. day. And he was sorry, I, I uh, shouldn't have bothered you. I, I thought I saw someone I knew go by and was going to ask if you'd seen them, but I, I realized now that you had, we're taking a little rest. Well, yes. Uh, lots uh, to I, do, lots to do. So he turned this down this passage. Uh, where does this lead right now? Uh, this and we're here. And he looks at the books and he he uh, he even like you know licks his finger and you know checks the wind and yes no I um uh, yes I I believe this might uh, uh, take to the uh, uh, jungles of, uh, of, of South America, I, I, if I, memory serves. 
Oh, yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, uh, well, uh, I'll let you get back to it. Thanks very much. Yes. Yeah. Have a have a jolly good day. And he he turns around and starts bustling off. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's have a, a chase. Okay. Halt! Halt! In the name of the law. Uh, okay, so you guys are going to try and uh, try and catch up to this guy with a with a quickness. Oh yes. Okay. Double mm -hmm. quick, brisk step with meaning. All right. Um, who? What is y'all? Excuse me, I've suddenly got the hiccups. Um, uh, movement. What's y'all's movement? Oh, ho, ho. not good. Seven. An amazing eight. Why the six? <laughs> that book was not properly checked out. Stop. Department <laughs> of Library Security. Actually, Cornelius, I think he did properly check it out. The librarian was telling me so. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Uh, okay, let me look something up real quick. Do I do I still have my my lovely walking stick with me? You do. Oh yes. Nice, good dark wood, maybe ebony type cane. Maybe even with some sort of, it almost looks like a wolf head at the top of it. Oh, you, you found quite the stick out there on the ground there. Oh, yes. Those chipmunks, they whittle away quite marvelously. The great chipmunk artisans of the forest. That would be great if they just tell me where the character sheet is for this guy. Is, is this a point where we want to break it since we're at two hours with this? Are we really? <laughs> just barely. All right, tell you what. How about we start with the chase next time? <laughs> okay, yeah. That's a good spot to start. That'll give me some time to prepare for that then. All right, sorry. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Stuart Lively, Josh Harwood, David Gasway, myself with Josh Hook as the keeper of the secrets. Josh we Hook. Have what did I say? Josh Hook. Did I say Josh? Sorry. Start that again. It says John Hook on my paper, so I don't know what I was trying to read fast. <clears throat> Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Stuart Lipley, Josh Harwood, <laughs> David Gasway, and myself with John Hook as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up uh, private games. You can learn the fighter art of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. 
The cost of all with the short provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron, uh, Christian Moen, uh, has pledged $5 a month. Thank you so much, uh, Christian. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game.